Well, hello there, and welcome to the newest episode of the Monofu podcast, for real this time, without any technical problems or muted audio. We're working. So, my <laughs> name is Mark, aka Social Anime Guy, and we also have... My name's Aaron. I am SonicBoom75 on Twitter. Hit me up. Uh, next, we got Alberto. What's up, guys? My name is Alberto. I'm at Alberto261 on Twitter. Uh, and next, we have Jake. Uh, yeah, I'm Jake. And... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Even though this is take two, <laughs> there was nothing more to say than the first take. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I and I'm here. And you're I'm alive. Here. I'm I am barely alive. Uh, yeah. And uh um David is next. Yeah, unlike last week, I'm actually alive today. So Yay. Hello. Yay. Somehow. But yeah. Yeah. We're all here. And we're all here for another episode of the Mononofu podcast to talk about Momoclo stuff and everything exciting that's been happening. So should we just get straight into things? Let's get right no. into the news. Oh, da, da, shut da, up! Da, da, da. <laughs> the <team> star. <laughs> okay, but no, we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of news to cover. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, who wants to introduce the first bit of news? Uh, we got the uh, new single, "The Golden History," it, that uh, that came out with a music video, and uh, we got a website for it. We've been releasing a bunch of previous songs on social media. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone listened to that yet? I've listened. What the? The previews. you mean the song? No, the previews. Yeah. For all of the them. The previews. No. I, yeah, I've listened to all the previews. The previews? For the <laughs> new songs. <laughs> yeah, there were oh. previews, yeah. No, I haven't. You haven't? No, I haven't either. I, no. Are you waiting Wait, for what? the actual release, or do, you, or do you just not know that there were previews? I didn't know the there were previews. <laughs> yeah, they, were, they aired on the radio. Oh. Uh, yeah, just just to let everyone know, uh, college season, uh, the school season has just started, so we're all getting accustomed to our new schedules and all that, so maybe some things have fallen under our radar, but yeah, definitely the previews are up. I've listened to The Golden History, of course, they released the full music video for that, and uh, they've also uh, have the previews for the other songs. We've already listened to Hanabi before, and uh, they have decoration up as well as a preview. And uh, yeah, I thought decoration was pretty good. Uh, so far, from what I've heard, yeah, everything's look sounding really good from what I've heard. Even th- they're not exactly what I expected from the tracks, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either. Mm-hmm. To get me quite excited. <laughs> <laughs> I personally can't wait for uh, to to hear all of decoration. Out of all the previews, that that's the one I like the most. Well, that's the one by Invisible Manners, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's got to be good then. Yeah, from what we've heard, it is pretty good as well. We got a preview. We got like a thirty-second little tease of the music video on Low Girl, on Kawakami Show on there. And that I can't wait for. 
Yeah, it was that was like... the video where they're all like leaders of their own like factions, right? Yeah, and they're all just like <laughs> the the like Rennie's just standing like a there dance on top battle of all the boxes. Thing going on. Yeah, <laughs> they're all dancing along, and then Rennie's just standing there looking all all down on her minions. Like a boss. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, we... a, that's a that's a cool music video. I wonder if they're gonna there's gonna be some sort of story going on in it, or is it just gonna be those you know scenes where they are leading their own faction of dancers? I, there will be a story because basically most of the music, music videos that Momoko end up doing have some sort of story to them. It's just what... <laughs> never forget the the bomb. Uh, oh bomb? yeah, the the yeah. the Christmas Momoko. The guy one. with the axe. The axe and the flowers. Beautiful. What? Do, no, do you not you don't remember the, that? The, 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 the trendy music video. The, the oh, of, oh! Yeah, that one. Oh, that. Yeah, that one was okay. something. I, I still don't understand that music video. <laughs> and it's been... I've watched it a couple of times recently. And it's I still, too deep for me. It literally is. Like it's it starts normal and then it's just an axe and it's just the bomb. And I I don't I don't I don't I I. I think they got tired of it being so generic that they said, you know what, let's just throw in something crazy. <laughs> you can't exactly say the other ones are exactly generic. <laughs> <laughs> but in comparison, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. But yeah, we have. We're supposed to be getting two more videos before release. I'm guessing they're going to be the Monday and Tuesday. Which is just typical that they just missed this episode. And that's going to be the decoration music video and the live performance of the Golden History. One of the two days from Tujinside, probably. Mm. They're all teased on the website as coming soon. And actually, it would make sense if they're Monday and Tuesday because they do have some promotional events that they're doing for mm. the single and for, for entry to those events I think you pay 2,000 yen to get in and you actually get a copy of the single for part of the entry oh. which is quite good actually considering the single's basically that price yeah yeah it's pretty good and then yeah they're doing an event and it would make sense for each of those days they're doing an event to have one of those videos go up online yeah, definitely. That's coming out on the 7th, right? Yeah, very, very soon. I could have sworn that that was Kawakami's birthday. It Is might it? be, actually. I would have to check, but it could be. I thought it was. Either way. Or I had a dream about it. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. I... <laughs> His birthday is September 10th. Oh, the 10th. It's That's close. Right. Oh, it's just the day before. Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, speaking of oh, more why news. Why did you just. <laughs> okay. Speaking <laughs> of more news. Uh, I mean, that, that's, that, that's it, right? The single and the more information about the single and the, the preview videos uh, that they've been releasing, right? Um, just one quick question about the single before we move on for you all. Um, what versions are you getting? Regular. Regular. Yeah, I'm regular. Getting, I'm getting the breakdance uh, special edition. Or is, is that 
an addition. I'm not entirely sure yeah, what the, my options they're are. Doing, they're do, they've That's got regular. The and the two, no, that... Oh, you mean the cover being breakdowns. I yeah. thought you meant it for the music video. Um, yeah, that's standard. And then there's two limited editions, one being the barbecue and one being the pillow fight. The limited uh, yeah, I'm guessing I'm guessing that the barbecue one has the golden history music video and the yeah. sleepover one will have the decoration music video. Yeah. Uh, but the regular edition has all the songs, whereas um, the other ones are have one missing. Yeah, because they have the Blu-ray with the music video and the offshoot of the music video. So the making of, basically. I was only going to get one and then try and pick up the others at the concerts. But after seeing the Golden History music video, I broke down and added that one to my order. <laughs> so I've got nice. oh, I've got two versions coming and then I'm leaving the third one until November. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna leave all my uh, uh, golden history purchase purchases until the actual U.S. concerts. Yeah, um, I want to see what they bring. My my yep. U.S. my U.S. concert purchase will hopefully be the Amaranthus Hacking New York Blu-ray. Speaking so, of which, uh, slightly. Irrelevant. Um, Mark, the mm-hmm. you still haven't gotten a response from the the email. Yeah, I haven't got a response from the email. Now you mention it, I not gonna happen. I don't think so at this point. It just seems strange that not to get a response. Because why put the email on the website if you're not gonna respond to the email sent to the email on the website? Maybe... Once you get a once you get a response like the day before the concert. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe but... uh, they um, are expecting certain questions, mm. and if they don't get that question, they just ignore you. Maybe, yeah. To be honest, it would sort of make sense because if they're not like if the people working there don't have the strongest English, they might just have stock responses. And if or the maybe... questions don't match the stock responses, they don't really have anything to put. Or they may not have figured it out yet. <laughs> they may have forgot the password to the email. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. They may, they may not have figured out the answer yet. They might Maybe. still be working on it. Possibly. I did ask a couple of questions. Some of them were about, like, what are you bringing to the concert for in terms of merch and stuff. Well, I mean, they could have just answered, we don't know at this moment. Or... Yeah. But I think that would probably have been just as useful as not answering at all. I <laughs> Uh, you should. I'm, um, I'm tempted. Send... I, I might send it again. Yeah, send another email. I might send it in English and then, I don't know, either. Get... No. Mm. You should send it in English. Um, when they came over to uh Anime Expo uh last year, they had pretty good English speakers, you know, uh running the booth. So I'm mm. pretty sure they have connections to actual, you know, people that can understand and speak English pretty well. Maybe not right, but I don't understand. Uh, if you can speak it well, they were speaking it pretty fluently. Hmm. Uh, you know, why not also be able to write a quick email response? They may have been yeah. California people doing that. No, they were actually people that came from Japan. Oh, really? Did you ask? Yes. Huh. Yes, I did. Oh. Pretty cool. But yeah, I think that's everything we've got to say about the Golden History, is that? Yep. Send another email. 
Yeah. I think I will. But now. But now. We've got something <laughs> very important to discuss. Uh -oh. oh no. This is very important to discuss. What is it? A certain wedding that took place no. today. <laughs> the wedding for Tamai Shiri and Momota Kanako. Hey. The Momota Mai wedding, which looks absolutely incredible. <laughs> this literally happened like what a couple of hours ago well it ha the concert started concert slash wedding started at 9am UK time and it's 625 at the moment so like uh, okay. 9 hours ago yeah it happened while us American people were sleeping <laughs> yeah. yeah oh it's it's so good did you see the whole thing? No, because uh, you couldn't. But oh. I think they were letting people take pictures of the start bit where they had the cake during the concert. Like, because there were loads of pictures that came out around that time of, like, Mama to my cutting the cake. But there was the, no there, No, the, like, the, the very interesting thing about this event is that I actually saw, like, uh, pictures of them in, like, their uh, honeymoon outfits like when they were in their hawaii outfits like uh walking around in the audience and people taking pictures of them uh while they were in the audience oh yeah i think they allowed photos at two particular moments that moment and the cutting of the cake they also let people do it at the l at the live viewings take pictures for those moments as well but not at other moments mm. it's a bit like how at the angel eyes events when they're running through the crowd to let people take photos yeah, that's pretty interesting. But yeah, can we just discuss how perfect Mama to Maya are as a couple? <laughs> wow, this is a, its own topic. <laughs> I feel I mean, like we need an entire episode to discuss that. We probably we probably do, but like this 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 concert's just so incredible. I, you, just, I've I've, I don't even know what to say. Um, they're all... they're breathtaking. Yeah, the the wedding dresses that we're wearing for it are oh, amazing. I, I cannot get over how amazing they look in those dresses. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't... <laughs> Everything I saw from that was so good. Like, I was fo I've been following the Twitter hashtag since 9 o'clock this morning. It's really bad. I shouldn't be admitting that, but I have been. <laughs> Just... Uh, like that's perfectly fine. I, I'm pretty sure people have done worse things. Very for, true. For things that they enjoy. Yeah. One thing that I found kind of interesting is that I fully expected something to go wrong or someone to like interrupt, but the whole thing went off without a hitch. Like it went off perfectly. And I was both surprised and like sort of relieved that it went down that way. Because, like, I, I thought someone would run in and be like, oh, I object to this one, or whatever. <laughs> like, the other members would, like, run in and stop it or something. They're officially a couple now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they legally? No, it's not legal, no. I mean, they had they had the, the, the marriage certificate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
Who really knows? I don't. I don't think that they couldn't make it legal anyway. I think gay marriage isn't legal, but they, they, we can pretend. We can pretend. <laughs> it's really what would have been what would have been funny is if like uh, Shiorin's dad from uh, Makuga Garo, that professional wrestler, just like <laughs> ran in, like, no, not my daughter. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, but I the thing. It's just like they actually went full on. They had like they had someone. I think there was a celebrity. I'm not sure who it was, but they had a celebrity dressed as like a, a proper bishop to like do the vows and everything. And they were both up at the thing t- taking the vows. And they got into the wedding outfit to cut the cake. And like they, it, was, it was like done like a proper ceremony as well. It it was just incredible, every bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, great i saw the uh i i like just a few minutes ago uh just before the podcast started i actually saw the uh video of them cutting the cake and i have to say i wasn't that convinced that they were that they were happy about it <laughs> really you think? I, I thought they looked quite happy why would you about say it. that i don't know and they just it's <laughs> i don't know maybe it's uh, are you talking about the the video where they cut the cake? Yeah. Okay, that video, like for some reason, like the timing was off. Uh, in that video, I I kind of get what you mean. Like they cut the cake, and then the music starts playing, and then there's like no reaction, and then uh, uh Shiori and Kanako are kind of just like looking around for like a little bit, like, uh, guys, we cut the cake, and then <laughs> everyone else in the audience is like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, just for like a little bit. It was kind of awkward. I, I think I got that little bit mm, of I feeling see. from that. But, I think uh, I think I was just too busy fanning over it to notice that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I I just I actually just completely didn't notice that. But uh, to be honest, now you've mentioned, I'll probably go back and look at it and be like, yeah, that was maybe a little bit awkward. But I mean, it, it it's got to be like not awkward at all if you were like spectating from the audience that's yeah. usually how it is with events like this yeah. yeah oh it's just i i'm kind of um well actually hmm remember at the end of the 24-hour live stream where they actually got that uh priest to go on to the stage yeah um, i was thinking about that too yesterday I've always thought that was like a like a, an actor, like not an actual person, you know, just to uh, make it a show. They hired that guy to go on the stage. Uh, right. And I was uh, kind of disappointed that I didn't get to see him again here <laughs> as the priest again. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was thinking that maybe he would go. But I mean, he was like a white guy. So, yeah, could have <laughs> been. I wanted to see him. <laughs> <laughs> random white guy. Yeah. Um, they kind of uh, push him I off guess, the stage. Yeah, I, I guess he was an actual priest then. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, that's very interesting. That, that that sounds like an exciting life. I, I live overseas in Japan, and I'm I'm a priest. I, I get people married there. Yeah, that's the life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nothing more you need. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I think there is three outfits in this uh, concert. 
Yeah, there was this the, event. There was a wedding dress. There was a Hawaii outfit, and then there was the love heart dresses. I actually like love the idea of the the heart dresses. Yeah, like it's it's a shame that they didn't do something where like when they were facing the priest, they also had the love heart work. Yeah, like maybe maybe something like um they stood they stood the other way around at the yeah if they had thing, switched places and the, the, like worked. if they stood that way but then when they turned around the hearts wouldn't have matched but like if they did that and then they switched sides again after they'd finished the vows so then it match hard did match again that's what they'd have to do but even mm-hmm. so. I just like the designs of the dress itself. Like, uh, you can have the two hearts together, but you could also have the heart alone. You know, you don't have to have the other person for it to be a complete heart. Right. Oh, yeah, and because, like, that's symbolic. A nice place of uh, perspective, or nice uh, use of perspective. Yeah, because if the, it's like, if, symbolic. like, on the side, it's still got the heart there as well. And, yeah, it is a bit symbolic, actually. You, they're always there in your heart, even when they're not by your side. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a different idea in mind, but that works too. <laughs> oh, what was your idea? You don't. Never mind. <laughs> Wait, what? No, you no. you can't just leave it at that. You can't just leave it at that. You have to. Tell I actually us. don't know what you're leading. I on actually to. don't know what you're leading <laughs> on. Yeah, to. I, I have no idea either. Just say it. Just say oh. it. As to what it is now. Do it. You're- what? Oh, uh, did somebody say, "Do it"? Like I did. Dark yeah. Sidious? Yeah. Point. Screw it. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, what was I? Oh, the heart thing. It's like you you are complete with even if you don't have someone else. That's how it, it could also work. But whatever. Yeah. That could I mean, work. Yeah. The heck is that? I mean, there's a different way to uh, uh, interpret what uh, Mark said. Oh, yeah. I think you. I think you two are saying the same thing, just in different ways. Yeah. Either way, it's, it's it's a great outfit, and I don't think we need to really analyze the outfit as much as we are. No, I think we should. I think we should look into the craftsmanship. No. This is important. This is what they wanted to. This is the message they're trying to send yeah. to us. We need to analyze it. We that love, sure that, that love artist... will always win. Yeah. <laughs> My, yeah. I'm taking this literature class and we're looking at poetry and it's just ruining me right now. So. Do they talk anyway. about love? No. Do they talk no, about the next year we get a moment to my concert, it's just a divorce. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh. Actually, you well, know, I was wondering. I was wondering. Uh, uh, maybe like you know, when they were doing the vow thing, like one of them would be asked, you know, and they'd like get doubtful and be like, eh, "I don't know." <laughs> well, actually, that sounds horrible, but I think it's funny. One thing that I'm actually thinking about now, you mentioned that, is that I was when I was scrolling through to her, there was somebody who had been smoking after the concert and apparently Kawakami came came around about it and they were joking saying that like ne- next year she should be doing like a Hindu or something what's that like a, hon- a honeymoon or a Hindu oh okay oh. Uh, but they're wearing the Hawaii outfits so uh, that just confirms uh... yeah Hawaii's a honeymoon 
Yeah, Hawaii the US tour is just a guise for them to have their loving honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah, typically it's either Hawaii or Okinawa. Yeah. But they just they just don't want it to be they just don't even though they've had the public wedding, they don't want it to actually say that they they were getting they, it was their actual wedding, so they're just trying to hide the honeymoon away with the tour. <laughs> <laughs> We need we need we need to speculate like a full on schedule for their honeymoon as well. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Ugh. What would you even do on a honeymoon? I don't Go know. Anyway, I don't know what you what? do on a honeymoon. I don't know. Yeah. Nothing. That's why we can't speculate. <laughs> yeah. But to to bring it back to a sort of news instead of more like oh my god this was the best thing ever even though it was actually the best thing ever and you should, I am absolutely in love with this. <laughs> there were two original songs sung during this. Two yep. new Momo Tamai songs. Yep. So, and you could say instead of a single bed, we have a triple bed. Oh. Even though there's nothing to sing as a triple bed, so the joke doesn't even work. Um, But yeah, we have no. two new songs. And they're both getting digital releases on the 21st, was it? Yes. The 21st of September. The, uh, on the 21st. It's... That I'm looking forward to. I actually hope not only that they release these uh, songs digitally, but also clips, at least, from the concert itself. Well, they always do have them on Momoko-chan. They had it after Momoko's concert, and they had it after Rennie's concert. Oh, okay. So I would assume they would have some on Momoko-chan after, or the next, Mom- next Momoko-chan episode. So we've just got to wait for that to come around and we'll be able to see some more clips. Good. Actually, thinking about it, they've usually had a performance of one of the songs because for Rennie, they had Chocolate Lion. For Momoka, they'd feel a heartbeat. I wonder if they'll show one of the original songs during that. I hope so. I really hope so. I also so- hope that they gather all of the solo concerts and make a DVD. That would be awesome. That would be great. There were loads of people asking for a DVD of this concert afterwards as well. I really yeah. hope they do. I, I want mean, one like, so bad. They could they could put them all in one box, but then have them all in separate discs. So, like, you can... Yeah. I mean, they're probably... I don't know how price-effective that would... Or cost-effective it would be, but, you know. Well, that would be Well, if they, if they did it something like... um put Momoka and Rennie's on one and then put Arine's and Momotomai's on another. That works. And then another disc with a bunch of bonuses. No, like, split that into two releases. Like, so the Momoka and Rennie one has one one disc with Momoka's concert, one disc with Rennie's concert, one disc with extras from both. And then the other one has Momotomai, Arine, and then their bonuses. Because if they did all four concerts, you got to think about the cost, and that would be quite expensive set, because it's four concerts, basically. Even if they are shorter, smaller-scale ones. Mm. Well, the Momoka one was pretty huge, though. Momoka's the biggest Yoko one. Sold out Yokohama Arena. I mean, that's... That, yeah. That's amazing. I'm surprised the Mo- like, that they, they were able to sell it out. I know. 
Well, she's a very talented singer, so she is. But not even so. Not, not too surprising. Even so, though, how big? She kind of looked like Dave Mustaine when she was playing guitar and singing at the same time. How big is Yokohama again? Or the Yokohama Arena uh, even? I don't know. Yokohama like, Arena is huge. It's like ten or fifteen thousand, isn't it? No, it's. I think it's bigger than that. I, I, um, I don't think it's bigger. Really? I would have Capacity seventeen k. Seventeen k. Yep. Seventeen thousand people. Ooh. Yep. That's impressive. So before we go into, before we continue any further, uh, we skipped over the actual names of the songs. We did actually. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's, let's... So the two new songs that were performed are called "Ring the Bell." And Yofuke no Amore, if I'm saying that right, not then. Yo, Yoake no Amore. <laughs> so, yeah. It's pretty Those exciting. Those are the two songs that are going to be released on the 21st month. The one that I heard most people going about was Ring the Bell, so that's the one I'm, I'm most excited for, but I want to hear both. And I'm going to have them on loop so much. <laughs> for me i can't do that i i had i had the golden history music video on for about two hours straight what <laughs> jeez <laughs> so have i only once yeah, I've, I've only seen it once YouTube am i the only one who does am i the only one who does that <laughs> Probably. When, when, whenever a music video comes out i will just have that music video on loop for like an just... hour or an hour and a half or something i might do that with decoration honestly that would kill me. I can't do that, no. Song after that. See, I, I would literally loathe the song and never <laughs> want to. <laughs> I mean, that's what happened to a Lumberjack song for me from Monty <laughs> Python. I woke up to it every morning for a uh, year. Yeah, and now I can't stand to listen to it. <laughs> hey, guys, if you like a song, don't put it as your ringtone or your uh, yeah. alarm tone. You will hate that song. Or. Eventually. Or this uh this uh Japanese uh band they come on ukulele and recorder and I can't stand listening to that either because I've heard it so many times. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> well, at least if you're like me or something. I don't no, know. there's definitely people that love uh listening to the same song on repeat. It's just yeah. like you know it depends who you are, but I know that if you put a song as your alarm. You will hate that song eventually. Oh yeah, I would yeah, never, yeah. I would never set a song like that as an alarm, but I would have Hearthstone on repeat. I mean, when the like whenever a single or an album comes out as well, it'll probably be the only thing I listen to for about a week or something. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm quite I just bad do what that. I, I just do what I've uh, detailed before. I throw things into a playlist. I pick out stuff and then I put it in there and shuffle it. You have to listen to the full thing as one thing first, though, at least. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that for Amaranthus. <laughs> <laughs> I usually listen to it once and then put it away for... Speaking of uh, Amaranthus, it's over. It is. Oh. But... What are we going to do now, guys? Nothing. Wait. <laughs> oh, hey, <Jimmy>. Alberto. <laughs> How are things with you? Uh, things are pretty all right. Have you been listening to Hacking New Yorker? I, I have. 
Um, or could you say you've been listening to Hacking <laughs> No Yo Alberto? <laughs> Still crazy about the name. This is the best we could come up with. Yeah, we just we just need another name pun, really. So yeah, we are we've decided to continue with the two song a week review, and we're going to do it this time with Hacking New York here, and we've named the segment Hacking New York Alberto. Cause then we can say Yo Alberto, Alberto what's a song? <laughs> Sorry, I'm 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 very I'm very sorry. <laughs> but yes, what is the song that we have for Hacking Are You Okay? Well, we're gonna start off with the prologue. Yes. Called Kono A Hajimari No Z. So who wants to start things off with this song? Well, first, you got this music box, which uh, ties directly into the previous song from Amaranthus, Happy Rebirthday. So that's how you know this is conceptual as well. And it leads in from Amaranthus to this this new album. And the theme of this new album is like, what is the theme anyway? Well, I I I don't even remember. I think the point of it is, is that like... I think it's more like a dream. For it. it's, it's less conceptual than Amaranthus. Amaranthus had the clear theme of birth, life, death, life rebirth. Before your eyes. <laughs> oh, that's, I actually like that. <laughs> yeah. I, this, I think the prologue is the flashing before the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? My it sounds like that. Oh. I, I just think of the whole album more like a dream. More than anything. Um, I, mean, yeah, I, I see it sort of like a dream the, as well. I yeah. want to say something about the theme. Go ahead. Uh, I know at least for Moro Vacation, uh, reading the blogs from uh, Shiori uh, and uh, other members, that the concept behind that music video uh, was that they perform in like this astral, like other world um, uh, stage as spirits. Uh, and that might tie into the the conceptual theme of yeah, life from Amaranthus. And then, as Mark has previously stated, that you go from this tale of life into Haki no Yoake, which is the afterlife, uh, where everything is all spiritual in another world, this kind of heavenly kind of undertone throughout the whole album. I think uh, that is the premise slash theme of Haki no Yoake. Yeah, I can actually see that. For the, especially for the first few songs, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's the one thing you can say. I think the the theme more lasts near the beginning and the end, but in the middle, since it's got a lot of the previous singles on, it loses a bit of the concept going on with it. It's much more fantastical than Amaranthus is. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, just, uh, just to uh, uh, what's it? Reference my thoughts on Amaranthus. My closing thoughts on Amaranthus. Um, I feel like this album of the two was the one where they decided, okay, we 
put all our conceptual effort into Amaranthus. Uh, we need to get the rest of the singles on here, and they didn't fit in the previous album, so we're going to put them in here, but try to keep a overall theme, uh, not as strictly as before, but more loosely. Rip Gone. Oh, yeah. You will be missed, Gone. Rip. But yeah. But anyway, this, this prologue, I think, is... I think it sounds better than the one on Amaranthus a lot. I like this one a lot more. Even though the one on Amaranthus actually like it was it was a really good one because like it led right into We Are Born. While um this one is just kind of an intro to the entire album rather than just that one song, I guess, the birth thing. And I think this one is more like um you know how the intro for for amaranthus was like they're being born this one's kind of like they're like they're um i guess going to the afterlife or something i liked the the intro to amaranthus i like it too but i like this one more i i like the intro to amaranthus because it established continuity between itself and the um the gone soundtrack um, I didn't like it, and I don't like it because of the baby. <laughs> See, I, I didn't like the baby crying. I think, yeah. I think, I think the you're not supposed to actually. It's <laughs> for this. I I think that I if I was listening to Amaranthus as like the how it should be listened to conceptually all the way through, I'd uh, listen to Embryo a lot, but on its own, I wouldn't. Um, but with Hakim no Yuake, I would probably, I have listened to the prologue on its own. It could be it's very much its own, like, song. Whereas, yeah. um, Amaranthus, uh, it, you really need to listen to the whole thing to really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. I agree on that. And that's why I like this one more. I, I like way, I like, totally like this prologue a lot more than Amaranthus. It fits as its own song. Um, the visual I get is really chill as well. Um, uh, the visual I got from this was like uh, pulling from the name Hakinoyake, which means, I think, Platinum Dawn. I get like a sunrise feel, like everything's like rising over the horizon and things are warming up and it's slowly building and it's all nice and tranquil and calm. I really like that over you know, baby crying. I don't like baby crying. <laughs> not see, supposed to, though, actually. See, I'm, I'm gonna, I am gonna have a little disagreement there. Um, I think I do, th I do think that the Hacking New York one is better as a song. Um, I actually like the baby's crying. I think it, it just, I don't know why it just works for some reason with that. Like the Amaranthus one is really epic and it like builds up to um We Are Born. This one, like Aaron said, is a lot more chill and relaxed. Um well <laughs> this this one I do think links quite well into the first in the first proper track actually. It's like oh I was gonna say. Um I I think the the way that like the the way the thing and th the way the thing and through it, and then it's like it leads quite well into the song because it's both have got like the thought of very dreamlike feel to them, but at the same time, I think this one works more as a song itself. 
But I do absolutely love how it links from the last album. I mean, I remember when the song first, like when I was first listening to the album, and I know, and I heard like the "Happy Rebirth" bit at the start. I I I actually just full on clapped when I heard it because I thought that was really clever to link the two albums together. Did when you went to the concert? Did they um did when they wait? Did they do both the albums or just one of them? Well, they did one per day, but. At the start of the second day, when they were doing the Hakanioke one, like the sort of end, they had these little insert videos throughout the concerts. Like, so whenever there was an interval, they had like a little video. And of course, they had one at the start for while the prologue was playing. And at the end, they had them start, they had the end, the ending video for the Amaranth album linked into the start of. The Haki Noyoke video that started the second concert. If that makes sense. Yeah. So Actually, even the concerts were like linked. Yeah, the concerts were linked as well. In the whole the whole thing with the way they did the concerts was quite cool. But yeah, they did find the very cool way to. Yeah. It it was just good. Well, speaking of transitions, um, you said that the this transition into the next song wasn't that well uh, in the prologue for Haki no Yaki, right? I actually think it does go quite well in this one, although not as good as the Amaranthus one. Yeah, it's not a direct transition; it's a it's a generic transition. But I think I, I think it's okay. I've got to say, the next song is actually one of my favorites on both albums. Yeah, no, the next song, the song it leads into, it leads into. That is my favorite song out of the two albums. Just that's my favorite song. This one I could play on repeat for a long time. I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, I actually do think this. It, it's. I don't want to. I don't want to say it's exactly stronger because both of them have got really, really strong starts to the albums. But I do think I prefer the start to the album of Hacking Okay. Alright. I just don't really want to say that because then I feel like I'm having a slight against We Are Born, which is a really good track. Yeah, no, no. We Are Born is awesome. The They both start strong. Oh, they both uh, start the prologue, strong. The prologue leads into the song well in Amaranthus. This prologue, it doesn't do it as good as the Amaranthus, but it makes up for the good song that it does lead up to. Right. And this song too has like a spiritual element to it. it like it really gets um, the ball rolling on the theme, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The instruments used, like the synth, the 80s influence. I like the 80s influence a lot, but rather like the synth makes it a little bit more dreamy and a bit more chill. Everyone is kind of singing in a kind of, you know, I don't want to say the wrong word, but uh, they're spe- they're they're singing more softly. Uh, really, really nice uh, uh, feeling I get from the song. Nice and chill. It's a good song. But yeah, I think we've said everything we can about the prologue. So um... yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next song is Togen Kyo. Yeah. And Togen Kyo is pretty good. Yep. I mean, 
the one thing I do quite like about this song is it's like it it does keep with the spirit German. It sounds almost like um I I, rem- I remember at the time I had this really good comparison of how odd it sounded like to me. But it sounds very dreamy when you're listening to it, which I think really fits in with everything. Yeah, it, it, it really stood out to me when I first heard it because it's just completely different to any other song Momocro had done before it, really. Yeah, it's a good start, I think, to the album like We Were Born is, except like in very different ways. And this song wasn't the big advertised one on the album. That was uh, Mahoto Vacation. But still, um, sometimes I actually prefer this over Mahoto Vacation. Uh, because that song is like really crazy, whereas this one's pretty chill. Yeah, I actually often uh, link the visuals uh, from the music video from uh, Mahara Vacation onto Togenkyo because I think it really fits even in this situation too, or this song. And uh, I agree that uh, this is a very strong start to the album. And in a different way than We Are Born was for Amaranthus. Because uh, with We Are Born, you know, it comes at you right out of the gates, you know, comes at you pretty fast. Uh, whereas this one is very smooth and like, it isn't, you know, it doesn't come at you as much as uh, We Are Born does. But uh, like David said, very chill, uh, very, still very, you know, energetic to listen to, even though it's not as uh, fast pace as we are born is uh, and it does set a nice pace for the album uh, you know it sets that tone really well it has a bit of like a like a like it's, it's like a mix of like 90s pop with like um a dr- like a dream like dream aesthetic almost Right. I just actually, oh, looking back on the song, I really think that only the '80s slash '90s influence uh, is actually at the beginning, where they yeah. uh, have those very uh, heavy synths uh, that <coughs> synth beat. Oh yeah, going to the actual song. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, oh, was... oh, I forgot what I was gonna say in mind. Um. I, I, this is my favorite song of the whole uh, two albums. Uh, I just like how they're soft-spoken throughout the entire uh, track. And uh, halfway halfway through, they do like little breakdowns where they're completely talking, you know, uh, n- not, not like they're not loud. They're just like talking. And then there's like a beat breakdown in the back. And then they're all just like saying things kind of like, it falls into place. It's just really satisfying. I really like that bit. I like the whole bit. I love the chorus. The chorus is all mezamete, mezamete. I love it's, the chorus. I, I, I do love the chorus. Yeah, I sing and along to end, it every like, time. Da, 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 da. And I just repeats that little motif there a couple of times. It just... Yeah, listening listening to it now, it really does sound like something from the 90s. I compare it to, like right now, I'm comparing it to music from Sonic CD, which is cool. <laughs> it, the background music kind of like sounds like that, um, yeah. like the style of this. 
I can I can see that. I can see that. It's just there's something about this song which just really stands out, and I've never been able to place exactly what it was. But like the the like the quite dreamy feel to it. It it really almost whisks you off and and really gets you immersed in the album straight off. Mhm. And again, it's just so different to what you hear from Mama Clo normally that it acts that it, that helps it stand out as well. I mean, yeah. yeah. What what I also like about it is like not only is it like it's something fresh from Mama Clo, but it's also something that is a completely you know, uh, uh, completely different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like not. Some... It's not like something that doesn't fit them, or like it's completely different style to their normal music. It is like it's, it, it's, it's like, like a different angle. Yeah, it's like their style, but it's also something completely unique. Yeah, really like this track. Really, really good. It's great, and I think the, my favorite parts also are the talking parts. Yeah, yeah. It's like it follows the beat. And it's not like distracting talking like in some other songs they did before. It like follows the the melody and the beat and stuff, and it's really cool. Mm. Definitely. Um, uh, um everyone's one, overall opinion on the two tracks. There was one other Unless thing Mark I has something to say, to say. about yeah. this track. Actually, it's a it's actually it is going a bit back to the concert. The one thing I remember with this song with the concerts is that the the I know actually really helps like imp, like it's one thing that I remember actually one thing that I remember the most with the concert it's that they started this where they had like the the prologue go through and then when they're doing the song they were on swings um that like rose out from the stage. Um, and then, like, they went all the way along the long catwalk part of the stage and then went down on the other section of it. So, like, that, they were, they were singing this song on these swings, and it really held fit with, like, the dreamy feel of it because of, like, they were in the air and floating as they were singing. Hmm. It was really cool. That sounds awesome. I want to buy those dvds <laughs> two months two months you could get them Definitely. in new york if new the york there. new york no I'm speaking not... of which um there's a lot of stuff actually coming around uh coming out around that time there is actually yeah that's unrelated though yes uh yeah uh these two tracks really good i love them uh, I listened to Haki no Yake first. Uh, that came in the mail. I immediately popped it into my computer. These two tracks were a hit. I love them. It really starts the album strong. Because one thing that I feel after going straight from Amaranthus is that Haki no Yake just wouldn't be as good. And I, I, I think it was worse than it was by not being as good. But this the way they started this album off with these two tracks completely erased any doubt in my mind because it was a really <laughs> really strong start mhm mm it's just like did have this fear that it was just i was just going to be disappointed because it wasn't as good as amaranthus 
Well, there is low points in this album, and we'll get there eventually. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, what's the rest of your thoughts? Well, Any closing thoughts? Overall, yeah, like you said, it's a really strong start and erases any doubt that it would be as good, if not better, than Amaranthus. Um, yeah, that's all I gotta say, really. These are just two really good tracks and really good, um, you know, transitions from the from the third album. And uh, listen to them if you haven't. What? Alberto? What? Alberto? Jake? Me? Yeah. Got any closing statements? Closing statements. Um opening is uh all i have to say about that is the octave in it and uh the second song togenkyo is basically lost child mm. it's got similarities i wouldn't say the like they're, they're similar but they're also completely different so i think that's a bit harsh on on no, either no, track not... to say no 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 i i should have rephrased that i mean a sequel to it that's what i meant so they found the child? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it just feels like a sequel. Narasaki is like the only other song, the only songwriter I know that can eclipse that of Yadain, and he does so um, in both the cases with this song and uh, Lost Child. Hence, in a very positive way. I'm actually starting to think Invisible Manners is going to be the new Yadain. Oh, yeah. The, yeah the Invisible song... Manners has been doing a lot of great work as of late yes i'm really and really if, good if any of the listeners aren't familiar with their work i suggest you guys you know go check out their stuff they have a lot of their stuff on twitter so it's it's a very easy place to check their stuff out wait do they have so, stuff on the new single well they on have, uh old history have yeah decoration they yeah they did decoration hmm they did Mahoro Vacation. Oh, I like that part where uh, Death Grips uh, uh, introduces uh, Memorial Clover in that music video. <laughs> but that's, that's you know, for a future. <laughs> yeah, speaking get, of the golden history. We do get to that wait, song. Wait, wait, wait. The Death Grips? Yeah. And the what's the that... music video? Just just watch that after the podcast. Uh, but Which one? Uh, Mahoro Vacation. Oh, that's Death Grips? <laughs> just just watch the video. Anyway, we're going to go on to the next, uh, the last segment of our show. We're going to be talking about the new single music video that came out, the new single that came out because of the music video. It's the golden history. Yes. So we, we, did, we did tease a little bit about the music video earlier, but what are everyone's thoughts? Um, fun on the music yeah, video very fun um music yes. video first yeah uh the way i could sum it up is this is like everything i know momoclo for all wrapped up into one video you know they got the shenanigans they got you know the the variety show things uh that they do on momoclo chan all wrapped up in the the, the intro part um, the reactions to it, and then, you know, the reactions to the fans, them playing, you know, for the fans. I thought this music video was meant to kind of just 
put that all into one and put that out. I thought it was really cool. I thought the video, uh, it, I liked it, but I knew that if I wasn't a fan or didn't know who they were, I wouldn't like it at all. It's full of inside jokes, and it's very, uh, um, that's about it. Uh, one thing I, I actually really like is something that, you know, Momoko and their staff are actually known for is them not knowing in advance that they were going to do the video. At least that's, that's what's being said, that they didn't really know they were doing it until they were told, like, right, right then and there. And then the whole video is them, like, you know, having to do everything on the spot and, like, reacting to everything, like, real time. Yeah, so that's usually what they do to idols. They tell them they have to do something, but they don't tell them what. One thing, to go back to Jake's point a bit, I I think it is it is full of inside jokes, but I don't agree that it's not for me you could enjoy if you weren't a fan. Because, and I did mention this when I just first watched the video, when I gave my, my like on-the-spot impressions on Twitter. It was like, this music video perfectly encapsulates everything I like about Momoclo. And I think everything that people need to know about Momoclo if they want to get into them. So I think it's actually, rather than being something you wouldn't like if you weren't a fan, I think it's the perfect introduction to Momoclo. Because yeah. you get you, you get you get a really good song by them on the one hand, but you also get to see um the fact that they're not always serious or willing to do silly things. The, the, you get to see their personality shine through through the video because they're reacting to things on the fly and it's not scripted. You get to see them like how like their like their bonds together. You get to see the, the you get to see their live performance ability at the ending, and you get to see the different how the fans are like for in that part as well. So I think the fact you get to see the fans, you get to see live performance, you get to see their personalities, you get to see the variety part, you get you get to see everything that makes Momoclo who they are. And I think for that reason, yes, it does have some inside jokes, but at the same time, you can enjoy it without the inside jokes, and it's probably the perfect way to get into introduced to Momoclo. Mm, well, well I, mean, I would well, say... Uh, let, me, let me say something. Uh, okay. Let's say uh, the fan part. You get to see the fans... In in the live performance at the end, right? Yeah. Well, what if that does uh, more to uh, uh, to sort of intimidate a person coming in because they see these people all decked out in the, the outfits with the pen lights and everything, and it might look like just an exclusive group of uh, no, fans. I don't, I, I don't think... I don't think to an honest. outsider, you don't think that it could be... No, simply no. because of the fact that things like pen lights are things that are quite common for Japanese people at concerts anyway. So I right. think I think just the idea of the pen lights and like the moving them about the music isn't an excuse thing. It's not even an exclusive thing to idols either. It's just okay, hold on, hold on. I, I want to stop. I want to stop here. I want to stop here. Uh, I think this argument actually begs us to decide: Are we talking about foreigners looking in? or actual people in Japan 
would it be good for people in japan if they're not into momoko to introduce them this way i'm talking from like right um i have something to say about that um well i would agree with mark's um opinion on it uh the perfect introduction if you were already familiar with japanese music or idols in the first place but for someone that has no idea what idols are i don't think it's a very good introduction because it might it might turn them off because this is too weird for them and it's like i don't know it would it would be like you know obviously feels like a service to the fans more than anything else and i think that's what it's trying to be um and i don't think there's anything wrong with that either Uh, i just feel like that if i was someone uh new like really new and this is the first thing i found out i would move on to something else i mean it's not like momoclo has very normal music videos to begin with they're they have some weird things as well aside from this but like you but like right but i mean like uh i mean this is different though because it, it uh it's it shows things that only uh people who uh have known about them for a long time uh would be able to understand whereas you know watching uh you know something like saraba you don't need to know anything in order to uh in happening in it or maybe not get but you know what i mean to uh really get into it whereas this seems more like um a variety television show that you stumble across on the weird side of youtube (laughs) uh one thing i would like to say about that since it begins with the variety show i feel like anyone that hasn't been into japanese culture or anything would be like wait this is a music video i have to wait like a minute to get to the song all right skip yeah that's another i think i think just because the it's a it's a service to the fans. I do agree that it's quite a big service to the fans, which I think is partially to go with what they've done with Amaranth and Hakuniyoke because of course it had a load of tie-in sing- tie-in singles, so there was more to just go back to the roots and be more of a service to the fans anyway. And this single sort of ties to that. I think just because it's a service to the fans doesn't necessarily mean it's not a perfect introduction. I do agree with the fact that if you weren't at least had not having at least some familiar familiarity <laughs> with Japanese music that it might not be the best thing but at the same time I would say if you're wanting to do that there are other music videos to try and get someone into Momoclo from there things like Saraba but I think if you like if you're in Japan and you're more, so of course you obviously know a little bit more about Japanese culture and bits with with idols, then it is going to be the good good way to introduce you. Or if you're someone in the West who at least has familiar familiarity, I can't even say that word. <laughs> familiarity <laughs> with familiarity. Yes, familiarity with idols. Then I think this does work as a way to introduce someone to Momoko specifically. Yeah. I will admit the two and a half minute intro is a bit long. I did see because um, you know I've people uh, who are like huge into idols like you. Yeah, I I can't even I I can't even 
even attempt to try to be as huge into them. And they were complaining about this music video because of its uh, fan service uh, sort of, I mean, just the overall uh, surrounding uh, like fan service sort of undertones with the single in general, with the music. And then on top of that, with the music video, there are a lot of like seasoned veteran idol fans who have been around for like a decade or more complaining about uh, how this music video is just, a very exclusive sort of uh, concept. I uh, I would disagree with the music part. Um, I think this song is one of Momoclo's least weird songs. It sounds pretty normal. I, I think I think this uh, the musically because you know, um, you know, music uh, uh, still pretty much leaks ahead of anything that's going on in the uh, overall idol. Uh, sphere of music which is getting kind of repetitive at the moment well that's what pop music usually ends up being eh. and then Sometimes. there's usually a bit of innovation which changes everything for a bit and then it starts getting repetitive again and then change happens yep it's um, still uh, pretty uh, pretty cool in there, though. I'm not complaining about the music but I'm just saying that from other people who are uh, huge fans of just the whole idol thing in general. Um, they're not very happy with what's going on with this. At least a lot of them aren't. It's really interesting. I'd argue there's more fans out the AKB video than this, to be honest. In multiple, <laughs> well, those in multiple are more ways. accessible, though. And that's a different like... kind of fan service. No, no yeah, not, not even just that sort of fan service. I just think, in general, like, it's like the way... The way... Like it's it's started going a bit. It's starting to go been. It's sort. I'm just give up. Um, it's sort of going <laughs> a bit off track. But I think with an AKB video, because of the way their whole idea is to appeal to people buying multiple copies of their single, because they're trying to support their favorite member, they have such a such a high focus on like certain like things with the members that I'd argue that that makes their stuff way more fan servicey than even this music video but it right. that fan service just work both ways yeah but I think in, even, yeah, like, no. for the fan service that you could complain about this video for I think something like AKB would have far worse it's oh yeah I mean the thing with the AKB fan service is that it's more you know accessible like the way it is, you know. It's more for... accessible because more people know about them. Like, well, not only e that, e but e like, it's more like uh, lowest common common denominator sort of thing. Um, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I personally really, really enjoy this video, especially Momoko reaching into that box reminded me of that one episode of Idol Chin, which I still have on my computer. I downloaded it before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's hilarious. So, I mean, like, <laughs> No, don't get me wrong. I I'm not I don't have any personal gripes with this video at all whatsoever. I think it's awesome. It's hilarious. Like I really like the part where the, it's all sped up and stuff. You know, where they're setting up and everything. And like the falling into the mud and stuff and adding just like rocking out at the mic by herself. Don't yeah, get me you, wrong. You, I like Oh, all that of, bit with Ari yeah, on the mic. I'm is just great. Playing, you're, you're playing advocate. Yeah, you're playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this video. I love the the song and everything. So don't don't think that I'm you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate. 
Yeah, uh, that's the, that is actually what I actually wanted to get to once we got to the actual song review, um, because I saw some reactions on Twitter as well uh, for the actual song itself. But as for the music video, I mean, I I, I understand why people uh, think this is exclusive, uh, but honestly, the only exclusivity about it is the lack of japanese knowledge other than that it, i think it's i think it's still entertaining to watch this stuff unfold you know all this variety show uh, stuff unfold you don't really need to understand everything verbatim um right. i mean it, it, entertainment is entertainment they're doing silly things and i'm yeah. enjoyed i'm enjoying myself watching them do silly things i mean a perfect way to look at it is that like um we don't know who the um present like i don't think any of you know the name of the presenter for the question part at the start i don't think nope. any of us really know the name of the wrestler who was in our uh, talks so that wrestler guy wrestlers. was awesome by the way yeah the wrestler guy was awesome oh yeah he just... the name of the wrestler is <laughs> yeah. actually uh izuka takashi oh the... is it uh, yeah because i watch wrestling oh wow fair enough i didn't I actually didn't know that that's cool, but I liked how he like, I liked how all the elements from the variety show uh, end up being at the end where um, they're doing the live performance. I like that, yeah. but I specifically like the pro wrestler as he's like as the stage part is being set up and Momoko is about to rise up on the platform. He's already in the audience, kind of just like running yeah. around. And, and the guy dressed up as the lady in the dress. <laughs> yeah, and then the, I, I, it's it's really funny to think like the audience members are just standing there, like, "What the heck? What, what's going on here?" <laughs> yeah. But I, I just think the that the last thing I'll the last thing I'll bring up on the accessibility point because we have sort of exacerbated that point, um, is that. I think even if you like, is it was sort of a bit of a point that was brought up actually in the ch in the chat here. Um, is that it is sort of like, it's it's exclusive in the way that it does require that Japanese knowledge and the fact that, um, we don't know we don't get some of the references basically. I feel like if you were a Jam a Jam like a Japanese person who didn't who wasn't really a fan of Momoko. But then saw like the way the live performance happened, the way everything went on. You would be you'd be more interested. And I think it's a better video to use than other ones, which have just got the song. Which it might be like, oh, I like the song, but not necessarily going to make you like get into the group because it doesn't really have much of the. It shows off more of the group themselves as well as just the song. Well, I mean, you could also do the uh, the Z version of Hashire for that as well. Yeah, that works. That does work as well. Yeah. Like but then there's also, I mean, people get into music in so many different ways. People get That's into things so many different ways. Uh, I would not be surprised if someone just liked Momoko's music but didn't like the whole idol thing, you know? Yeah. And for overseas fans in particular, if you want to get into Momoko, I think the best way to do that would be to watch the 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 Z Den sets video because everybody knows what Power Rangers is. So, and if they think it's cool, then I mean, it's better that than yeah. something like the Golden History where they don't know anything about how idols really work. I have yeah. to say though, but when I first got into them, 
the Power Rangers thing was almost a turn off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's, cool. that's more of just an international only thing, really. Yeah, because like uh, Power Rangers or you know Super Sentai in Japan, it's looked at looked under in a completely different light. Um, on top of that, I'd also like to say something else, but I forgot. So let's forget about that. <laughs> Moving on, right? Unless anyone has some, uh, something else to say. Well, if we're moving on from the music video altogether, there is one other thing I want to bring up. All right. Shirin's hair. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad you brought that. I Oh, you just I, reminded me. I love <laughs> her hairstyle in this video. Her hair is the best. Yeah, it really is, though. I... I like I saw that and I was just like, oh my god, that is that is incredible. It is. I no, yeah. I'm so glad you you brought that up. <laughs> the oh, thing yeah. about Shiorin's hair is that it's just it's been amazing like overall as of late. Like this video, uh, you know, them at Tojinsai, like everything. Like her hair is always like amazing. Yeah. I, I just think here especially it really works. It does. Like it's it's almost got like the um the two twin the two entails, but it's sort of like not done in like the sort of really sticking out of the head, but more like the blends into the hair almost. Yeah. It's hard to explain. Yeah, but it's it's incredible. It, it is. But yeah. Overall impression of the video. I Fun. Yeah, very fun. Fun and possibly my favorite Momoclo music video because of the fact it encapsulates everything I like about them. It also has that classic summer feeling to it. It does. It, it does. Really does. Even though like it's not summer anymore, almost. No, it's still summer. I know it's still summer. Trust me. It's supposed to still be summer, but it's been raining here all day. Because my birthday is the day after. Summer, Summer ends. ends yeah. Well, I watched. As it's winter all the time in the UK, so. Hey, we've had some sun lately. It doesn't happen <laughs> often. <laughs> Got to make the most of it. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and yeah, moving on to the actual song. Um, I thought it was good, and here's my here's just my opinion on it. Uh, going from Amaranthus to this, uh, it, it's definitely a change. You know, it's like they had this completely oh, yeah. conceptual album, and then they, with the Golden History, they're pulling out, you know, pop hit. Uh, back to uh, what I guess, quote unquote, the idol formula. Uh, you know, makes it perfect fit for a live performance. It's exactly what you expect from them before Amaranthus. But I heard a lot on Twitter that that wasn't really that that was uh, met with mixed opinions. Um, some people thought yeah. this new single was too generic. A lot uh, of people were were saying that, oh man, you know, if I wanted to have regular idol music, I'd go to other groups that do it better. Like that's basically the consensus that a lot of people were coming to. Yeesh, do it, do it better. better. Kind of like screw this song, screw this video. Wow. Wow. Like that that's basically what I was seeing yesterday a lot of the time. 
one thing I saw a lot was like one thing I saw a lot was people saying like, "Oh, Momoclo lost. What made them special?" Now they're just another group. Yep. Yeah, that's and, another thing too. Well, yeah. I wouldn't. I would say this song isn't one of their strong ones, but I wouldn't, you know, cancel out everything they've, uh, you know, done before right. this as like the the song that ruins them as a group. No. Well, I mean, and the look uh, here. I I said this on Twitter yesterday too, in sort of response to how other people were reacting so negatively. Um, but you can't the. the complexity that you are having with Amaranthus and Haki Noyake were was something that you can't really follow up unless you go into like something like free form jazz or like progressive metal like dream theater you're, caliber you're weird stuff and so like when when you look at this it's not uh trying to be some sort of follow-up or anything like that yeah. it's it's basically kind of taking a step back there's still a level city in this song that blows a lot of regular idol songs out of the water first of all so i mean it's not necessarily a normal idol song to begin with anyway and uh second it's it's not trying to compete with the albums either it's just uh its own thing it's sort of kind of a refresher and uh musically and it's kind of yeah like i said refreshing uh to listen to after something is uh, auto, or, orally as uh, the two albums. Uh, well, definitely agree with that, but I would also like to add on to that. Uh, Mark, do you have anything to say before you go on a, uh, a, a ramble? Um, the two things I'd probably want to add to it is that I'd argue that instead of be, it, it's more a lot more like the songs that they were doing back 2013 really with the improvements that they've made since then and if you think about it, around 2013 time with when like they first got into Kohaku stuff like that when like again like 2013 2014 time and you could argue that that was when they were most then like their singles were selling the most so and I think it, it's it's basically that sort of single, but surpassing the quality of it. And I think this single will do quite well. And I've not seen much of the negativity. I can see why there could be the negativity, but again, it it like I just I to be honest, I disagree with it. But I just <laughs> don't really see that the complaints as a reason because of the fact that. The song is a lot stronger than you could you get from a lot of other groups. Really? Well, uh, well, like w w people are saying generic, and when you say generic, that's a big scary word. It's, you know, it's not. No it's one not wants generic. to be called generic. It's, it's familiar, but th I think there's a very different way of going familiar and generic. Familiar well, I mean... means it can sound like what you've heard before. But not that's not a negative thing. I think generic is when you're just saying, "Oh, it's all the same." But yeah, but the, you know, like that's what I'm trying to get at. Like we we see the connotation of those two words side by side, and we're mm. all put off by that. But honestly, this song does follow the idol formula. You know, you got the oh, very does, like yeah. the, the you get the hook, the intro, then you get the two solo uh, bits at the beginning, then they go to the chorus. 
they go back to the another two solo bits then there's a part where you can like uh wave your glow sticks forward you know very slowly and then they go back to the chorus one more time and then the song's over totally formulaic however you know i think that and i want to go into this theory like you know they're going back to these kinds of songs to get ready for their next album because what they need to do is okay they put a lot of money and investment into the previous two albums before uh, this is all speculation. I don't. I don't have complete knowledge of the business. Uh, they put all that money into those two albums before. You know, they're putting money uh, into concerts all the time. They need to build up uh, their singles for the next album, and they need to build their uh, funds safely. So a safe way to do that is build a song that they know works, and a formulaic idol song works. That will get them the money, and you know they can start building towards the next album where they'll probably will become more experimental uh you know given given time that's what i think about this um i don't think it's a bad thing that it's formulaic uh since they do it so well i mean it's not just the song uh you also have the choreography attached to it you know you have the the live performance altogether i think just judging the song alone might put you off but you gotta you know view the whole picture is what i'm trying to say uh on top I mean, of that the two like two things following with that is that really it's the next album's probably going to be more of a like a more not like normal more generic idol album um in that regard and when you think about it, that's not a bad thing because really the only album done like that is battle and romance because Fifth Dimension was quite experimental in its own right. Hakim yeah, they were like... Amaranthus was quite experimental. Really, apart from Battle and Romance, they've not really had that more thingy album. And the other thing is, right. is if they if they were going to go more and more experimental again, you got to think that that's all, they, all, they, they don't want to stick with the same thing. And if they've been experimental for a while, going back a bit isn't necessarily negative because it's changing things up. And yeah, it, it, there's probably going to be less time before the next album comes out, because it was about like the the time frame between these two albums and Fifth Dimension was quite wide, really compared for, to other groups who released an album in a lot shorter time than that. So mm. we're probably going to get the next album from Mombaclo a lot sooner than it took for us to get these two albums. So in that regard, and. Uh... Another thing about uh, uh, when it comes to uh, music being formulaic, um, uh, for my audio project that I have uh, due sometime in the future, I have to write a pop song. And um, we basically analyzed uh, music that came out between 2000 and now uh, of all different genres. And what you learn is that all music is formulaic not because they make it that way on purpose but because that's um not only just from a marketing standpoint but from what the songwriters like to hear all music is formulaic you're going to be very hard pressed to find a song that isn't the only song and i can think of that's uh not that doesn't follow a very uh a very 
uh, commonly used formula is like a high toe diamond or something like that, which is completely um, a, goes against a lot of the rules. Um, and another thing we have to uh, take into consideration is that what were idols like? Um, uh, I don't know. The, the, I guess the thing I'm 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 uh, trying to point out is that. I feel like uh, MCZ has become sort of the uh, new idol standard that a lot of idols are starting to um, to uh, go towards. And so what my now was probably, uh, I, I feel like, was derived from what M you know, Momoclo did before. I don't know. That, that's, just, uh, that's just sort of a shaky thing that I've uh sort of thought of while this discussion was going on but i feel like they've become sort of the new idol standard that um uh that a lot of people a lot of other groups are sort of trying to go for and i feel like um uh, what may feel generic is something that they've been doing for they did i don't know it, it's you probably understand what i'm saying but or not, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. That's kind of like the Beatles effect. Uh, yeah. A lot of people don't like the Beatles because, oh, I've heard it before. Oh, they're nothing special. But it's like they, they, they kind of pioneered a lot of stuff, and it doesn't sound special yeah, exactly. because they, they started it. <laughs> yeah, they did it first, and then someone else started doing it, and then... Uh, meanwhile, they went and did something else, but then now that they come back to what they did before, people are yelling and saying, bad, bad, because it's generic, when really they sort of created the generic thing, even though it was new when they did it. And so, like, it's a big sort of... Um, yeah, you get it, though. Yeah, misunderstanding, yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I mean, really, you've got to think a lot of the things that are the norm, like even even away from the actual songs themselves, colour concept for groups, like each member having their own colour. Oh yeah. Was not a thing before Momoclo. Yeah. I mean the idol standard before was like I, I think like the Hello Project and AKB Basically. idols. Those were like the standard. And really now And now I call them the old guard. <laughs> yeah, no now no group copies um no group copies AKB now. Like, apart from Nogizaka 46, because they know that no group can actually really emulate the success of AKB, because... Right. But that's sort of because they've got their whole success in a completely different way than any other group's actually able to. Well, yeah, I mean, AKB is sort of a right thing at the right time sort of thing, because... And it's just sort of stuck industry on. Industry reasons. And it's sort of stuck on. Else. But it'd be interesting if it does, because a lot of their big guard is now out of the group. But that's also another side but um that that was the old standards yeah and if you look now hello project there isn't much of them around at the moment no cute I mean, see you uh, like see you i still don't know how to pronounce their name properly i call um, them cute cute they're they're disbanding they are and, and a lot of that uh, there's not so, really i'm so mad about that because they released <laughs> an album that had and I found out about that hours before they decided that they were going to disband. 
I raged. I'm like, no, and I have my friend Victor. That's his favorite idol group. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. Uh, but yeah, it's like uh, they're the old guard, and then now, a lot of groups have the colors, even if they're not explicit. Um, the the colors are a basic thing, and a lot of the ideas for types of songs do link to what Momoclo did originally. Yeah. Like, Momoko changed the, what, what the generic was. So I think yeah. it's harsh to call it generic. I mean, I mean yeah, that, that keeps happening throughout history. Again, back to the Beatles analogy. Like, yeah. they created a lot of stuff, but they also were a response to, you know, rock and roll movement uh, overseas. Uh, I mean, they were heavily inspired by people like Elvis and stuff like that. And not to mention, they have the... they. Having released the greatest idol record of all time with Battle and Romance, you know. <laughs> so I mean, no, like that's a critical acclaim that they received back then. Like it was just the best one ever. Like there's no one who came close. And so like you know, it, it's ba- th- what's what's coming out as a return to form for them is something that people who have dabbled or listened to a lot of other idol groups are now looking at this and saying, well. They're gone. They're lost. They're they're you know whatever. Really, <laughs> at least to me, that's what it is. Ugh. I can see that. Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I think there is like a moment where we need to realize, like sometimes people are super invested in things to the point where they just become unimpressed by everything. Yeah. I like I'm almost at that point with video games, like every single new release I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I don't want to play that." I I usually oh, want to really? stick to my favorites. Uh like just nothing new impresses me anymore. I know that is a, the case for a lot of people who like anime. Uh me. That was the case for me when I was into metal. <laughs> I guess they also the case with Marty Friedman. Po- I'm gonna hate no, when it gets to that no, point Marty, with idols. Marty is different. <laughs> okay, okay. But before this becomes Marty Friedman cast, uh, let's move on. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna hate it when it gets when I get to that point with idols because, like, I love like as well as listening to idol groups I like finding new ones. And even if I'm not too keen on them or only think their music's good, but I'm not gonna get invested. I like listening to them. If I end up getting like to the point where I'm like, eh, eh. I'm gonna be so disappointed. I kind of am. I've kind of been going through that for the past year or so now. It's it's really hard to get into new idol groups for me because a lot of them. So like I, but luckily I was never an idol fan. I was more of a Japanese music fan in general. Mm. So I have a lot of other places I can go to get my Japanese music fixed if I need any new. Oh, I like other bits of Japanese music. It's just uh, mainly in titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Momoclo. Yeah, yeah. Momoclo are alright. They're, they're, <laughs> they're. I, I like to. I like to call like they're. They're one of the original artists. Consider them part of the cream of the crop because that's how, uh, like you know, when it came to them and uh, perfume and. Uh, at that point baby metal like they were sort of like what i called 
uh, the cream of the crop. I, I actually made a joke about it. I'm like, yeah, watch. I only like the, I'm only into the best Japanese music and like the rest is just really bad. You know, I was making a joke and, you know, it was an existential thing. But um, <laughs> it, it, obviously that didn't turn out to be true because there's a lot of really good music there. But um, uh, they, they are part of this. Uh, they still are part of this, uh, this, upper tier of just quality of songwriting and everything like that they just don't really get from anywhere else even in their own scene in their own country they they just have music i mean look at amaranthus and hakin noyake it's incredibly uh unconventional songwriting uh happening in there it's just the it's not even what I, it's not uh, typical Japanese music. Even, even uh, feel a heartbeat isn't typical Japanese music at all. It isn't. Which is quite um, impressive. It might sound like it on, you know, just a passing glance and stuff like that. But when you actually listen to everything, it really just, it, it just blows that expectation out of the water. And I think that's why, I've been able to stick with them for so long, but I won't get in that. <laughs> yeah. I think... Um, so, ov- overall, um, everyone likes Golden Holiday. Oh, uh, here's, the ones, here's one thing I'd like history. to say. History. history. <laughs> oh, no! You <laughs> did it! You just did that. Oh. You were doing so well! <laughs> This is, this is the worst. I keep on calling it Golden Holiday when it's called Golden History. Uh. Well, you know, it's interesting, though. It should be Golden Holiday because there's no point in the music video where I thought it was anything. It was going to be anything about history. Like, I was expecting something along the lines of the music video for Hakim Noyoake as being the Golden History, but that wasn't... Anyways. This is why I want to learn Japanese so I can actually understand why it's called the Golden History. Uh, there is one thing I want to say about this. Uh, you guys are talking about Momoclo as being the super pioneer of uh, idol music, one of the big names, you know, topping charts, all this stuff. This is all true. They've topped charts. They're big names. They've influenced other idol groups, but they're like completely unknown unknown in the united states that's what is mind-boggling to me well yeah i mean look the the thing is with japan is that it is thing like wait hold on say that again you cut off oh sorry uh the thing about japan is that it is its own thing like you know and and america is its own thing you know you're not going to be able to walk up to some stranger on the road who watches keeping up with the Kardashians and ask them if they uh, saw the latest AKB single and you're not going to go up <laughs> to an AKB fan or some random guy in Japan and ask them if they keeping up with the Kardashians. They don't know any of that. They're like mutually exclusive. So when it, com- uh, when it comes to, you know, their pop culture, it takes a lot of, um, <laughs> well, in, in the sense, in at least, in the way uh, in Japan, on Japan's side, it takes a lot of uh, courage to sort of push over into the United States because it's really, really hard to gauge your popularity in in an, 
a place like the United States when you are based in Japan. Yeah, definitely. Like, I get what you're saying, and it makes sense. Like, it makes complete sense. Um, But it still mind boggles me that the idol groups that we know uh, are, you know, I I guess Perfume, a a bit of us know AKB48, a lot more of us know Love Live. Um, We know Baby Metal. And Baby Metal, I don't even think it gets anywhere near the amount of people that show up to Momoko concerts. Well, uh, once again, the problem with that is that Baby Metal and Momoklo are marketed completely differently, and Baby yeah. Metal is marketed way better than Momoklo is marketed, well, especially I mean, overseas. Yeah, and then there's watch- just one more thing I want to say. Like, I, I mean, it makes complete sense why they're completely unknown here. You know, it's just you know different entertainment hubs get their own different entertainment uh, influences, but at the same time. It's just mind-boggling that you get the sea, sea of people that show up to the Momoko concerts, not by like a fan perspective or entertainment perspective, but like the people perspective. Uh, I don't even know what the respective subject name is, but just seeing a lot of people, like a fraction of the population of Japan, not really a fraction, but like a very small percentage is like all clustered into that small area. And that that volume of people all know about Momoclo. They're absolutely insane for Momoclo. But like over here, we get like no trace of that. There's like no one here that knows that. And it makes complete sense again because of, you know, the sphere influences. Uh, the entertainment industry is completely different. Uh, you know, making the way over here is difficult, but it's still mind boggling to me that they get yeah. that many people. But uh, even even the biggest Japanese oh sorry. No, no, you can go. Um, even the biggest Japanese groups over in America, like I think it, when Baby Metal album came out, it did get the Billboard Top 100, but at the same time you're looking at like it got like 50 or 60th or 70th place or something, and though the right. though they're one of the most successful Japanese groups in America. Well, I mean. And uh, uh, David said something too, uh, that baby metal was marketed way better. Um, they were only marketed way better when they found out that they had a lot of uh, mm-hmm. the reason why these types of groups uh, become as popular in the West, especially in America, the way they do is luck. Um, I read this huge Q&A by Marty Friedman uh from a couple of years ago explaining um how it's it's really tricky to sort of market things uh that you don't know people somewhere from another part of the world uh with a different cultural mindset and everything like that will like until you see their response from like putting it online or something like that so the only reason why they were able to market baby metal the way they were in the West was because they knew they had something on their hands when Gimme Choco came out and then everybody went ballistic over it. Yeah. And you don't get that from Momoko. The Yet. response is very usually Japanese. Yeah. Um, um, baby metal went viral. Momoko hasn't had that luck. No, we need and, Momoko's and viral moment. 
and and that's part of how Japanese groups become something uh, overseas. Not always, but usually. I mean, uh, look at perfume, right? A lot of people probably uh, got into perfume from watching that one episode of um, that featured one of perfume's songs in it. Episode you know? of what? American Dad. American Dad. American what? Dad had perfume in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it did. Is that how they got popular overseas? I highly doubt that. I, I don't. I... I don't know. I don't know. But that's one of the it, that could have been a catalyst for some American uh, people to become fans of them. And I thought that oh, the, that perfume being in Cars Two was kind of interesting. But this takes the cake. Oh yeah, yeah, they were in Cars Two. But at, yeah. at that point, they were already <laughs> like a known group over here. 2013. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. But no, like, them being featured in Cars 2, they were already a known group here. Uh, I remember, like, hearing, oh, Perfume did some music for a Disney movie. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. But, it's like, Disney everyone... But, but, but people already knew they were a group before. Uh, Cars 2, and I think there was another group that did a song for uh, Wreck-It Ralph. That was AKB. Um, that was AKB. Yeah, that was AKB. Yeah. But yeah, this has gone a bit off the beaten track a bit. A little bit. I mean, I mean, is there anything else to talk about the golden history? I mean, I, Not I, really. I'd like to pursue this topic a little bit more before we leave it alone. I think, I think the best thing to do, to be honest, to discuss the like instead of discussing the other tracks now, I think what would honestly be best is to. Like leave the other tracks to next episode because we can discuss the other MV, the decoration MV. Oh yeah, yeah. We can definitely. discuss the other tracks and then do an overall review of the single. Yeah. Instead of yeah. then saying, doing it now. Cause right. We we've we've only heard clips of the other songs. We've not heard the full tracks of the others. So it's probably best to leave it anywhere. Yeah. Which seems fair. Yeah. So, is there anything anyone else wants to say on this track first? Uh, this track was awesome. I like hearing it. I look forward to uh, hearing that live if they decide to do that uh, during their U.S. tour. Hmm, they will do it in the U.S. tour. There's no way they couldn't. Really, I hope they don't just stick to the end. Yeah, I just mm, like they're gonna do a lot of the newer stuff at the U.S. tour, so this song will be on. To be honest, they'll probably have decoration there as well. Whether they'll have Hanabi and what's the name of the other track again? Decor what decoration? No, there was decoration, Hanabi, and then what what's history? The no, the fourth track. Oh, there's a fourth track? Oh, I didn't even know that. Well, that's why the two of them did additions, because doing four tracks. Well, um, Stairway to Heaven. I don't know the actual name of it, because uh, I read the, the kanji. I've never seen it written. Well, anyway, uh, the fourth Well, track... I don't know. I can check. Anyway, the fourth track will... I mean, like, I don't think those two will be in it. But I do think we'll get to hear decoration and thingy in it, and we'll hear a lot of the 
new album tracks. Okay, the fourth song is called Noruka Soruka. Oh. I, I'm, sh- I'm sure there was a clip of it, like, previewed. It yeah, there was, there was one. But yeah. We'll have to... Leave it for now, I think. And come back to it next week when we have all of the songs and anything will be released. Which is in literally um trying to think for the time in Japan. Two days and nineteen hours? Something like that. Eighteen hours? Something like that. Perhaps. Perhaps. Exciting stuff. But yeah. Uh yeah, gonna have to hold off on buying that. Uh I'll pick it up in person. And uh yeah. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of the uh, Mononofu podcast. You can contact us on Twitter uh, at Mononofu underscore podcast, right? No, Mononofu underscore cast. Yeah. Dang it. Get it mm. right. Get it right. Oh, you're one to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's harsh. That's harsh. <laughs> leave, leave your one sentence review for the golden holiday. Uh, <laughs> make sure it's the golden holiday and not history and send that to social anime guy at social anime guy. Um, I think I'll do that. <laughs> uh, give us a like uh, on uh, YouTube. Leave us, leave, smash that like button. I will take a holiday. Destroy the you. like button. If you, if you continue, if you, if you all actually do send me stuff on Twitter, I will take a holiday from Twitter. Oh, that would be a golden holiday right there. Uh Get it? Uh, No, I don't get it. No, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Mononofu (laughs) podcast. We're on that YouTube. Smash the subscribe button. Destroy the like button. Give us that thumb. Uh, but also give us criticism. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Send that to us as well. Is there anything you think we should do in future? Exactly. Send those uh, thoughts directly to us, either at our Twitter or in the comments section. We'll get around to seeing that. Uh, next episode is in uh, two weeks. Uh, thanks to our school schedules, things will be earlier uh, now. Um, it'll probably stay that way for a while. And uh, I think that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Stay in yeah. school. Don't do drugs. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Also, we have an email. I just remembered that. Oh, we have an email? Did we they do. send me dank memes? We do I don't have know. an email, but we've not promoted it in a while because we never got any emails. Aww, Maybe we man. got some dank memes. I need some dank memes. It, it I asked for that. Send your favorite it. picture to our email. I don't even remember what it is. I I, I wanted some dank memes, I remember, from the uh, the one of the first uh, podcasts we did. Yeah. Uh, the email is mononofu.podcast at outlook.com. Send us your favorite picture, maybe your favorite meme, or send us a nice letter letting us know how much you love us. Or how and... much you hate me. No, okay. don't, 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 don't send that to Jake. If you send that to Jake, you're not allowed to listen to the podcast. Sorry. Yeah, wow. just send it to the podcast. <laughs> we'll find a way to block your IP from listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh boy. 
All right, but then, uh, yeah, that's it. So goodbye, everyone. See you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Don't trip over anything.